0: Welcome once again to the Grade A Movies podcast. My name is Larry Lannon on a very, uh, how should I put it, windy and rainy spring day in central Indiana. Um, we're here to for the GradeAMovies.com podcast, GradeAMovies.com, um, authored by the two gentlemen joining me, Adam Austin and Alec Toombs. And we are here to talk about the Academy Awards. My name, again, is Larry Lannan. I, I write... Um, Film reviews for my blog post, LarryandFishers.com. I do them on a podcast format as part of my Arts and Fishers podcast. So, Adam, welcome once again. Uh, good to talk movies once again after a couple of weeks.
1: Good to see you. I don't think I've seen much new since we've last talked, but the, the Oscar nominations do give us plenty to talk about.
0: And, Alec, welcome uh, to you once again. Uh, good to talk about the Oscars. It's that time again.
2: Yeah, I'm excited about it. Good to see you, Larry. Good to see you,
0: Adam. And uh, let's get started, uh, get right into it. I'm going to go over some of the major categories, let you chime in later if we have time, If you, or any other categories you want to comment on. And if we have a little time at the end, we'll sort of talk about how this may or may not have an impact on the film industry. Let's start off with the category of actor in a leading role. Here are the nominees, Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Chadwick Bozeman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins, The Father, Gary Oldman for Yank, and Stephen Yen for Minari. I kind of have this feeling it's going to be very difficult uh, to beat Chadwick Bozeman this year. So let me ask uh, Alec tell me what you think about that lineup.
2: The solid field of uh, nominees, I, I do think the award's probably going to be Chadwick Bozeman's posthumously, sadly.
0: Well, true, and it's too bad he had to to receive it posthumously, and if he does win, I'm looking forward to his widow giving another great speech like she did at Golden Globes. Um, Adam, your view of that lineup?
1: A few interesting trivia things. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, a past Oscar winner uh, for uh, Silence of the Lambs back in 1990, is now the oldest Best Actor nominee in this category. We've had older people in Supporting Actors and in – Uh, For other Oscars, but for the Best Actor category, he is now the oldest at, I think, 82 or 83. We have the first uh, Muslim in the Best Actor category in Riz Ahmed. Uh, We've had uh, Muslim uh, actors and actresses in other categories. Um, And, of course, um, Mahershala Ali won two Oscars for Supporting Actor, and he is a a Muslim. We have the first Asian-American... Nominee in the Best Actor category uh, for Steven Yoon, And then, of course, another posthumous. We've had posthumous wins before, uh, but I think this time uh, Chadwick Boseman definitely is uh, the front runner. There was talk of him also, not to get ahead of ourselves, get nominated for Best Supporting Actor, which he did not. If he would have been nominated for both, it would have been the first time a a deceased actor would have been nominated in two different categories that that had never happened before. Um, and then Gary Oldman, he's an Oscar winner uh, even recently for the darkest hour. Uh, I'm rooting for Chadwick Boseman. Uh, I will say, I kind of wish that uh, Tahar Rahim from the Mauritanian would have got a nomination. I thought he was better. I think he was better than Stephen Yoon. Um, you know, Minari was a fine movie and his acting performance was good, uh, but I thought that the other Tahar Rahim was much better.
0: Yeah, and you were very high, uh, Adam, on the sound of metal. So, do you think uh, Riz Ahmed should uh, get some consideration here?
1: Yeah, he, he's fantastic, and he put a lot of work into it. He learned American Sign Language. He learned how to drum. Um, he, there's a lot of non-verbal acting, which the role. If you heard me before, I'm I'm big into that. People who aren't. Um, you know anyone can do the fake tears, but for me to know everything that's going on in your brain with just a look uh I think is true true acting
0: and uh Alec, just before we close this out, I don't know about you uh it seems that the academy the people who are voting in the academy sometimes are hesitant to give the award out more than one time. They've done it before, but they seem hesitant to do so. Does that hurt the the chances for Anthony Hopkins and Gary Oldman, this time around.
2: I don't think it hurts their chances, but again, I don't think they really have a chance because I think it's Chadwick Boseman's award.
0: Okay, let's move on to the next category, Actor in a Supporting Role. Here are the nominees. Sasha Baron Cohen for tra- Trial of the Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas of the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami, Paul Racy for Sound of Metal, and lake laKeith Stanfield for Judas and the black messiah i uh watched and listened to the podcast that uh, you did with chris lloyd and the others uh, on film Yap, and i i uh i have to agree with uh christopher lloyd that laKeith stanfield uh is a very interesting choice because he had a very understated role and in acting, any actor will tell you that, sure, uh, Daniel Kaluuya had that over-the-top character, and he did it well, but playing that understated character as it's written, like Keith Stanfield's role was, I think uh, may have been a more difficult uh, acting challenge. So, Alec, I'll start with you. Uh, give me some thoughts on this category.
2: I mean, honestly, I feel if, if Stanfield were receiving a nomination, it'd be more appropriate for it to be as a lead actor because he is the main character of that movie. Um, Kaluuya seemed like the favorite coming into the category, and, and probably still is, but I could see Stanfield being here uh, hurting his chances somewhat and splitting the vote.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I have to tell you, the, the, the Academy has always played games with the supporting and the lead acting and actress roles. They seem to continue to do that. Uh, so, uh, Adam, your thoughts on this category?
1: I think Daniel Kaluuya probably is the front runner. Um, I wouldn't count out Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami, although he might have to be content to win the Oscar for Best Original Song, which he's also nominated for. Um, you know, the Oscars get criticized for Oscar So White, but there's a lot of diversity in this category. And there are a lot of uh, black actors who are left out that probably could have been nominated here in addition, uh, such as Chadwick Boseman. Um, maybe one of the actors from uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, The Five Bloods, or One Night in Miami. I mean, there's a real possibility you could make uh, all five Best Supporting Actors uh, be black men, and you wouldn't feel like anyone was being forced into that. There were so many good choices this year. Um, The the Five Bloods had some really good ones, and Ma Rainey, too. So um, there were a lot of really good uh, black men performances that you could choose for Best Supporting Actor.
0: And I think that's a result of having more African-American producers and directors. And we're seeing really quality films coming out because these gentlemen now have, have been in the business for a while. And they're, they're turning out some, some really terrific uh, material. Let's move on to actress in a leading role. And here are the nominees, Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andre Day, United States versus Billy Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Francis McDormand, Nomadland, and Carey Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. I find this to be a fascinating uh, uh, list. I actually think it's a pretty strong uh, list category. As some people have said otherwise, I think it's strong. Adam, what do you think?
1: Uh, I think it's much stronger than the best actor category. Um, And actually it's kind of been that way for a couple years now. I remember one year where they had the best actress categories. It was the year that the post and lady bird came out. And I think Meryl Streep was the weakest of the five best actress categories. Like, wow, that's a really strong year. You can say the same this year. Um, There were some really good performances that were, didn't make the cut. Uh, I know that uh, Rosamund Pike for I Care A Lot had a chance because she'd win the Golden Globe for uh, Best Actress in a Comedy. Um, you could have gone a little more indie route and you got Ju- Julia Garner from um, uh, the, assistant. Uh, uh, the Assistant. You know, she was fantastic. Uh, but I think all five are really deserving. I don't know who is going to win. I think Frances McDormand, if I had to put money, I bet, on her – Uh, Just because there may be a big nomad sweep, it may end up winning a lot of categories. But Andre Day beat her at the Golden Globes. And Viola Davis, you can never count her out. She was fantastic in that performance.
0: You know something? Uh, I found it interesting that most of the, the the mainstream media, when they report on the Oscars, they'll count up how many nominations a film gets and say this this film dominated the Oscars. Of course, that would be Mank in terms of the number of nominations. But as Christopher Lloyd said on the FilmYap Yap uh, podcast, and I agree with him, a lot of them were technical. Nothing's anything wrong with that. People who love film know the technical awards mean something, but the major awards uh, don't. You know. Are not necessarily the same for Mank, but I—I'm uh, I, going to ask Alec this. You, it's uh, just m- in my own view, Frances McDormand was uh, amazing in Nomadland. Will it hurt her because she won last year as well?
1: Did you win 20, last year? Yeah. It was a few years you, ago.
0: For, was, was it wasn't? Like, well, if it was for five. Uh, it was for the billboards over. Um, yeah, sure, sure. Um, and so, I'm, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm an older guy. I'm, I'm, I'm losing not, my sense of time. Great. But go ahead, Alex. It's
2: all good. Um, I think she has a very strong chance in this category. I think she's probably the favorite. She's not who I'm rooting for. Although I wouldn't be disappointed to see her win. I personally am pulling for uh, Carrie Mulligan uh, for promising young woman. She's never won before. She's done a lot of good work. That was my favorite lead female performance of last year.
0: I guess the question I would ask, if you look at this this category, um, I saw Andra Day interviewed before this uh, film came out about Billie Holiday. And it was a lengthy interview on network TV. And she was very clear. She was petrified to take this role. She'd mostly been a singer. She'd had a few bit parts, never a big acting role. Here she was the center of attention, the lead role in a very big film about Billie Holiday, one of the greats of blues. Um, Does Andra Day have a chance? She won the Golden Globes. I'm not sure that means a lot to the Academy. So, Adam, do you think uh, Andra Day's in play, or do you think uh, there's too many? I think she does. I think
1: the only one I would be surprised to see win would be Vanessa Kirby um, from Pieces of a Woman. She is very good. I did watch it, Uh, but um, I I don't know if she... uh, really has much of a chance i'd put her in the one or two percent chance the others i would put it all in double digit percentage wise chances to win um i would probably put Andre day fourth in the odds just because i think some oscar voters will say she's new this is her first movie she'll have other opportunities although she might not you never know sometimes (laughs) people get nominated and they never get nominated again carrie mulligan would be a fashionable pick for the reason alec mentioned she's never won and she's done a lot of good works i think this is her third or fourth or maybe her third oscar nomination um but viola davis has won two oscars Frances mcdormand has won two oscars so for either of them it would be a third oscar win if um viola davis wins she will have uh, more acting oscars than any other black actor or actress in the history of movies um there's never been a there there's very few actor or actresses that have gotten more than two anyways but there's never there's uh, denzel washington has two sydney poitier has two um and i think there there may be one or two others uh but no she's she actually has the most nominations too she has 4 Acting nomination which was most for a female actress in uh, for a black actress uh, in history um, Whoopi Goldberg had gotten two one, one, but no one else had gotten as much as she has and she has uh, been probably the most decorated uh, african American actress in history and soon actor or actress if she wins again
0: yeah it also depends on how much you are into films because whoopi Goldberg has done some films, but she doesn 't do a lot of them. And uh, Viola Davis is definitely somebody who's, who who dives into acting. She's terrific, but I don't know the way Frances McDormand immersed herself into that role. She'll be hard to beat. Any final comments?
1: Like I said, yeah. sometimes if the best picture winner ends up winning cinematography and screenplay and directing because there's kind of a big wave. We saw that with Parasite. And when you're watching the awards and you start seeing the same movie win again and again and again, you're like. Yeah, it's it's winning Best Picture. We can feel the momentum coming, and I predict that might happen with Nomadland. I Let's, agree with you, Adam.
0: Very good, very good. Let's go to actress in the supporting role. We have uh, Maria Bakalova for the Borat film, Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Colman, The Father, Amanda Seyfried Mank, and I hope I get this right, Yu Yoo Jung Yoon for Minari. I think I pronounced that correctly. Let me start with Alec... Uh, Interesting group of uh, actresses here. Your, your views on this category?
2: A lot of good performances in the category. I, I'm not as hot on Bakalova's performance as a lot of people seem to be, nor nor the movie itself. I know you guys aren't really fans of it either. Uh, of, of the ladies nominated here, I'm actually pulling for Glenn Close. Uh, a lot of people didn't care for that movie. I liked it better than most, and I especially liked her performance in it. She's also never won an Oscar, and uh, I think she's deserving.
0: And Adam, that's interesting what Alec just said, because I was not a big fan of, of uh, Hillbilly Elegy, but I thought Glenn Close was, uh, was the shining light in that film. It was the best part of that film. And she's never won an Oscar after a long and illustrious film acting career. So how much will that impact the Academy?
1: So I, I think she has the most nominations without a win, uh, or at least of living uh, actors or actresses. I think this will be her, her seventh nomination. Something like that. Maybe even more than that. But, um, yeah, she's done some great performances. I thought she had a chance a few years ago in the Best Actress category um, with... Uh, it was called, like, I think it was called The Woman or something. Or The Wife. The wife. Uh, but, um, you know, if she wins, I hate to say it, it's more kind of a makeup Oscar, the fact that she hasn't won before, than the actual strength of this role. It's not people will look back and say that was that was a good performance she does do a good job and probably when you look at the five nominees she might be the best performance in there but of all of her breadth of work you'll be this will be kind of like al pacino was sent of a woman i don't think when they talk about great al pacino performances usually that one comes up no but that's the one he won an oscar for because uh he had to to win one eventually um you know, I'm a little disappointed that Jodie Foster didn't get nominated for the Mauritanian. She actually won for Best Supporting Actress of the Golden Globes. And in the supporting ca- categories of the Golden Globes, the dramas and the comedies are all mixed. It's just they don't separate it. So she beat Glenn Close then. This time she wasn't even nominated. Another interesting thing of in trivia. Glenn Close, although I'm rooting for her, I think she did a great job. Um, people are very divided on a performance, as shown by the fact that she, it's the first time that an actor or actress has been nominated for an Oscar and a Razzie for the same performance. Now, in some years, they've been nominated for two different performances. Sandra Bullock won an Oscar and a Razzie in the same year. But this is the exact same movie and performance, which shows how divided people are, their feelings of that movie.
0: Well, for those who don't know, and most people do. But for those who don't know, the Razzies are for the worst films and performances. And yes, sometimes actors and actresses show up to get their Razzies. Sandra Bullock was a great example. I think she just feels like it's a joke, and I am in on the joke. But
1: uh, yeah, I am really I... rooting for music at the Razzies. I really think it deserves to win that Razzie.
0: Well, you've definitely been very clear on that ever since you've seen that film. So, um, any final thoughts on supporting actors before we move on? If not, one of the one of the categories I always watch very carefully, it's one of my favorite categories to watch, the directing nominees. And there are some really good ones here. The biggest surprise for me was the first one on the list, Another Round, Thomas Vinterberg. Then there's Mank, David Fincher, Minari for Lee Isaac Chung, Nomadland Chloe Zhao, Promising Young Woman, Emerald Fennell. I'm sorry, I think I've already said just what I think of Nomadland, what a masterpiece that is. I don't see how they could choose anybody but Chloe Zhao, but there are some very good performances in there, and a big surprise that the foreign film uh, was was in that mix. Let me ask Alec to start this one. Now, your views on the directing category?
2: A lot of strong nominees in this category. Uh, I'm pulling for Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. It was my favorite movie of last year still. Uh, I do think... Chloe Zhao is probably going to win for Nomadland. I was really disappointed uh, to, to see Regina King not nominated for One Night in Miami. I think she was certainly
1: deserving.
0: I can't uh, agree with you more on that. Uh, One Night in Miami, I think, should have had uh, more attention at the Oscars. But let me go to Adam. Your thoughts.
1: So it's the first year we've had two female directors nominated in the same year for the Academy Awards. Uh, it actually could have been three because Regina King really should have been nominated. Um, Another round, I liked it. I was a little surprised uh, by its nomination. Um, I, you know, Larry, I know that you, you like the film a little more on second viewing. Um, and I liked it too, uh, but it's strange. It wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Uh, it wasn't nominated uh, for a lot of other things. It be- It probably will win best uh, foreign language film or international film, wherever they call it now. But uh, there's an interesting history of the uh, the best director nominees uh, that uh, didn't win. Be- didn't weren't even nominated for best picture. And uh, you know, there's some, If you look through the list on Wikipedia. You'll find some of the more interesting movies in uh, movie history. A lot of foreign directors, uh, yeah, by you, the
0: way. You wonder how a picture could win Best Picture and the director not win Best Director, but it's well, happened. there's
1: times where the nom- director is nominated, but it wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Yeah,
0: even David, the nom- Yeah, even the nominations, which is even stranger. I think, it's, which is even more radical. In, in, uh, in David that Lynch
1: part. is a two-time recipient of that honor, but of course, <laughs> David Lynch, you know. Very interesting director. Some of his movies, uh, you have to have that uh, taste for them.
0: Yeah, David uh, Lynch is a whole different taste. I like a lot of his films, but some do go off the reservation. But it's interesting you mentioned the the foreign film in terms of, or international film when it comes to Another Round. Another Round is a very typical European film to me. It's complicated in the plot. You know, most American films are kind of linear. The, the, the You have a pretty state standard way of telling a story some people get off that reservation but um I, that's why it surprised me a bit that thomas vinderberg uh, was a nominee because it is very much uh in the uh how should i put, paradigm of a, of a film that is european any thoughts on alec uh
2: concerning another round
0: just in, the whole uh directing uh list just any final thoughts or we move on here
2: uh, other than the exclusion of Regina King, I was pretty happy with the nominees.
1: Yeah, one, one interesting thing, Larry. Yes. Um, first, I think I really think Chloe Zhao is a shoe-in for this. Even if Nomadland doesn't win Best Picture, I'm pretty certain that she will probably win uh, Best Director. Um, but Emerald Finale, you really have to give her kudos. Uh, two reasons. One, I thought that she did a really good job putting her vision on film. Whether you... It worked for you or not. You have to admit this was a work of vision from a director. And so I'm kind of rooting for her there. It's also the first time a female director was nominated for her debut. And uh, that's pretty impressive. It's also an honor that she probably should have shared with Regina King, uh, who also made her directorial debut this year. Or maybe we should have seen it a couple years ago with uh, Lady Bird because it was certain that Greta Gerwig uh, was kind of snubbed when she wasn't nominated for best director for her debut for that film. So we are making progress when it comes to female representation uh, behind the camera, but there's a lot more to do, but I think this year was a good step.
0: Well, Greta Gerwig, that was one of the great snubs of Academy history in my view, but that's just my view. And I think you and I are pretty attuned on that. All right, let's go to best picture. And uh, interesting. The first interesting comment I'll make before I list it is that, as I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, the Academy rules now are you can have as many as ten films nominated. They only nominated eight. I think there were at least two more deserving, and I'll ask you to comment on that. But here are the Best Picture nominees: The Father, Judas, and The Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomad Land. Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Let's ask uh, Adam to start this discussion. Just tell me uh, your first reaction to this list and what you think of it. All
1: right. So I've seen all of them but The Father. I don't think anyone here has seen The Father, and I look forward to seeing this sometime soon. Um, So I can't really comment on that one. Um, Minari, I like Minari, I just felt like everyone was higher on it than me when I saw it in the top 10 best movies of the year or even the number one best movie of the year for many critics that I really respect. Uh, I thought I was gonna love this film. I liked it. I liked it a lot, but I did not love it as much as others did. And to see it among the best picture nominees, it's a little surprising, I guess. It just didn't seem to be that amazing to me. Um, sound of metal is one that I really did enjoy, but I am surprised to see it get nominated. I didn't think it would get the same push. And then, um, of course I did praise the Oscars for its representation for black actors and actresses and other categories, but this is where it really falls short. Um, there were, uh, several, uh, almost all black cast movies that had a really good chance of being nominated one night in Miami. Um, is one that I think uh, Amazon probably could have pushed a little harder. Um, we could have seen uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Definite uh, contender. Chris Lloyd said it was his favorite movie of the year. It was in the top five best movies of the year for me. I think Netflix seemed to be pushing Trial to the Chicago 7 and Mank a little bit harder. And so that one didn't seem to get the same Oscar love. And then uh, Netflix also had Defy Bloods by Spike Lee and wasn't as high on that film as a movie uh i was surprised to see not a single acting nod for that film especially delroy lindo is best actor that could have uh definitely squeezed in there he was fantastic in that movie it almost feels as if the academy said judas and the black messiah you're our black movie you will represent all of them and the other ones i'm sorry even though we can do 10 movies we're just going to do eight that seems to be a shame but i will note Judas and the Black Messiah is the first all-black producing team to be nominated for Best Picture. And Ryan Coogler of uh, Black Panther is among those producers.
0: Yes, he is, along with Shaka King and Charles D. King. So that is a great lineup. And again, we have some people here with experience in movie making, and it shows. They're putting out some very good quality content. If I were on the nominating committee, I absolutely would have... Added Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and One Night in Miami, and there were some others you mentioned that would have been in the running. But I absolutely, with two openings there, I definitely would have uh, added those two. Alec, uh, let's take your take on the best picture list.
2: I, I would have voiced, or I, I prefer they have gone to ten. I think they should go to ten. Just make it uniform ten. They can be more inclusive that way. I think it's a good thing. Uh, I was really disappointed that one night. I can't talk. One Night in Miami uh, didn't receive a best picture nomination. I certainly think it was worth it.
0: All right. Let me go very quickly. We're running out of time. Uh, I'm always big on the writing, uh, nominations for writing. I don't know why Borat keeps coming in this thing, but Borat was a <laughs> nominee for writing adapted screenplay. The others were The Father, Nomadland, One Night, My- One Night Miami, and White Tiger. Haven't seen The Father, but I, I would think that, uh, one Night in Miami ought to be in consideration for that. Any general thoughts on the Adapted Screenplay writing nominees? Alec, anything you have?
2: Sorry, my dog's barking, so I'm going to try to make this quick. Um, I'm hoping One Night Miami wins in this category. I think it, it, it's certainly worthy. Kim Powers had an excellent year between uh, – sorry, I've got dogs running in here. It's enjoyable. And the lights keep going out in my house. We, we love um,
0: hearing your dog. Now, the lights I'm worried about, yeah. You know.
2: And now an alarm's going off. Uh, let's go to Adam just one second. Okay, right yeah, no,
0: back. no problem, Adam. Let me, uh, let me t- just ask you this because uh, *Nomadland* will probably be in the because Chloe Zhao wrote that adapted screenplay. But I'm, I'm a big fan of *One Night in Miami*. Do you have any favorites there?
1: So I would probably agree with you. Although *Nomadland* would be my choice for Best Picture, it's also the one that I'm predicting for Best Picture. I, I think that it probably will win Best Picture. Screenplay-wise, I didn't think it had the strongest screenplay. It wasn't fine, but there was a lot of stretches of silence, and I know that's written into the script too. Also, from what I've read about Chloe Zhao's um, filmmaking style, it's almost like a documentary style, which means a lot of the movie is written in the editing room. So while I'm sure the screenplay is worthy of a nomination, I think One Night in Miami would probably be the best choice for the win here
0: and any additional thoughts alec now that things have quieted down
1: um yeah like i was
2: saying before kim powers had an excellent year between one night miami and soul it'd be nice to see him recognized for one night in miami
0: one more category and we'll, we'll probably uh, talk about some others in future podcasts because it's what six weeks before the academy awards something like that mm-hmm. Finally, the original screenplay uh, nominees, Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Trial of the Chicago 7. I keep seeing Trial of the Chicago 7 in many nomination lists. I'm not hearing much buzz because it was adapted from uh, a stage play, and that's always kind of a strike against it, I suppose. So, uh, Adam, what do you think? Uh, Any strong candidates here?
1: i probably root for a Promising Young Woman. I thought it had a really strong screenplay. And unfortunately, it might be the only win that uh, Emerald Fennell gets that night. Uh, but I would not count out Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin is a multiple Oscar nominee for screenplay for many years. I think going a uh, few which he wrote the play and the movie for. Uh, and of course, one... Uh, I forget which one he won for. I think was it uh, Moneyball? I think that he won for Moneyball.
0: I think you're right. Yes, that's true. That was a good also film. Nominated
1: it- for The Social Network, and uh, you know Aaron Sorkin, uh, you know he has a distinct style, and it may not be for everyone, uh, but he is a great writer, and uh, I think he did a great job with Trial of the Chicago Seven. Rooting for a promising young woman. Would not be surprised or mad if uh, Trial of the Chicago 7 1.
0: Very quickly, um, Alec, original screenplay, writing.
1: Reading for Emerald Fennell again.
2: Again, this is my favorite movie of last year. It just came out on video the other day. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend checking it out. It is a divisive movie, but it was one I really admired. Uh, I would never count Aaron Sorkin out. I think he's a brilliant writer and uh, certainly has a shot at
1: the award. One thing I wanted to say to Alex's comments, I want to give the Oscars some credit for giving some love for Promising Young Woman. Uh, This is the kind of movie they don't always recognize because it is a little edgy. Uh, It does have something to say. And it's not a feel-good movie by any means. It's one that makes you uncomfortable watching it, which is the whole point. Um, those films aren't always the ones to get awards love. So I appreciate the Academy Awards stepping outside of their comfort zone and uh, giving this voice uh, kind of a microphone.
0: Yeah, the film I, that I thought was edgy and didn't get much, didn't get any attention really from the Oscars was The Assistant. I thought that was very edgy. Uh, it was had a little bit of an indie feel to it. So that might have hurt it. Uh, we're about out of time. I want to ask you a real quick comment from each of you. As you look at the major uh, categories we've just uh, looked at here, who wins the most commercially, streaming services or movie theaters? As movie theaters start to come back with vaccinations uh, becoming more widespread. I'll let you start, Adam.
1: You know, I still think streaming services are on top. Just today, they had the new uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League program. Uh, plop on uh, streaming services, a four-hour cut, and uh, that won't even be in theaters. But uh, HBO Max is just a coming lineup of movie after movie. And though they don't not, do not have to release these numbers, it would be interesting to see how many people choose to go to the theater to see something like Godzilla versus Kong and how many people choose to watch it at home. I suspect a lot of people will choose the streaming option just because of the ease, even though a bigger screen uh, is more enjoyable. Uh, For the Oscar nominees, they've always been something that people have sought on streaming. I think the three of us might be the ones that really sought it out in the big screen. But most people I know probably have seen very few of the Best Picture nominees and don't even bother to see them until after the nominee list is out and then look for it on rental and at home because to them, the big screen is meant for something like a Marvel movie or a a big action movie. My wife always said, what's the point of seeing, you know, a film like the father on a big screen when it would look, it would be just as good at home. I always tell her, this is my truth too, is when it's a film, that's a slower burn and more of an indie film. Sometimes the theater is better because you have fewer distractions And if some people who watch Nomadland at home, which is a slower movie, uh, you might get distracted looking at your phone, the dog needs out, the lights are going out in your house, uh, all those, the alarms going off and it's just disrupting you from watching Nomadland. So at home, you might enjoy it a lot more.
0: As the man who was aforementioned uh, uh, with his dogs and his lights going out, it's uh, Alex's turn. It looks like Adam thinks the streaming services get the biggest boost out of the Oscars. What do you think?
2: The streaming services certainly seem to be much more of a competitor now than they have been in prior years. Uh, A lot of people made assertions that Roma didn't win Best Picture because it was a Netflix movie, and there may be truth to that. Um, It seems like they're they've made inroads for uh, viability in the awards scene. Um, I know personally for me, I plan on seeing the father theatrically this weekend. uh, But again, I'm kind of a weirdo. Most people don't do that.
0: Okay. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, Excellent comments as always. And uh, we will uh, delve deeper into the Oscars next time. For example, I didn't bring up the documentary film, Categories. I haven't seen any of them, and I do intend to try to seek them out and see them before we talk about that next. This is the Grade A Movies Podcast. Thank you very much, Alec Toombs and Adam Austin, for joining me. You can read them at gradeamovies.com, all jumbled together, gradeamovies.com. You'll also see their writing on thefilmyap.com as well. So thank you very much for watching and listening and I would ask everyone to be safe and be kind.